0: Welcome to Beaver Tracks, a damn good podcast, bringing you inside the world of OSU admissions and providing you with a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on in Beaver Nation. I'm Corey Kimmel, pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a regional admissions advisor for the Portland metro area.
1: And I'm Delta Lee. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I'm one of our regional admissions advisors for Southern California. Thanks for joining us today. So before we get into it today, we have another dramatic reading Today we're covering the Human Services option in the Human Development and Family Sciences major. So first, about the major. Help a child develop the social and emotional skills to thrive. Provide comfort and care to an aging adult. Help a family work through trauma. Students will address human development across all ages and learn how to help improve the human condition. Students can also pursue a human services option. Students will explore collaborative strengths-based methods to resolve individual, family, and community problems. They develop cultural competence to engage in ethical helping practices that promote human dignity, social justice, and empowerment. Woo, nicely
0: done. Thank you, Dale. Um, with that, though, I do want to promote an additional program offered through our College of Public Health and Human Sciences. Uh, it's called the Go Baby Go program. So uh, Go Baby Go is a national community-based research, design, and outreach program that provides modified ride-on cars to children uh, basically from birth to age three. So uh, gives those children with limited mobility and option to move. And I think that's um, just a really cool option that students that are maybe interested in human development and family sciences, they can get involved with that outside of class as well. Um, and it really is an amazing program that goes hand in hand with our guests
1: today. Yes, it absolutely does. Today we have Early Kirkus Mishra, who is the Assistant Director of Disability Access Services, known as DAS. Early, welcome to the pod. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners?
2: Hi, thanks so much for having me. My name is Early, like early in the morning, and I use she, her, hers pronouns. I've been at Oregon State with DAS for almost eight years. I truly love my job and the people that I work with, including the students, the staff, the faculty, and all the visitors that come to Oregon State.
0: Oh my gosh, well welcome. I know Delta and I are so excited to have you here today. Um, Disability Access Services holds just a very special place in my heart. Um, So kind of to start off, can you give us a little bit of an overview of all of the resources and accommodations uh, that your office has to offer? Sure, so accommodations
2: are individualized for each student's disability related needs. Some of the most common accommodations utilized by students through DAS are extended time for exams, a reduced distraction area for testing, and our newer accommodation, our revisited, revamped accommodation of note-taking options, which is where students can use technology to record lectures and listen to them as many times as needed to take their own notes. DAS also provides coaching services for students with disabilities, Dask Coaching provides students with individualized strategies based on the impacts of
0: their disability. Awesome. I think it's really cool that note-taking has been kind of revamped. Um, Fun fact is that I was a student at OSU and I worked as a note-taker for a term for one of my classes. So um, I think it's really beneficial that you can record lectures because I know for myself, I am not an auditory processing person at all. So um, I think that can be really, really helpful. Um, and I know we also had our um, Academic Success Center on before. So that academic coaching, do you, can you just maybe like, or go a little deeper into detail about how that works for students? Yeah, so
2: disabled students will contact our office and they'll work one-on-one with a DAS advisor really related to impacts from their disability and what's going on for them. So it might be a time management piece, it might be an organizational piece that they need um, a little more coaching and a little more hands-on. And so we work with them specifically related to their disability pieces and their needs. We work with students as much or as little as they would like. So we have some students that uh, meet weekly with, with a DAS advisor, we have some that meet once a month, some that meet once a term, some that meet once and then say, I'm good to go and I've, I've got what I need. So we're, we're really flexible with how often we meet with students and how long they want to do it. Sometimes they'll take a break in between, like we'll see them their first year and then a couple years later, they'll come back and say, okay, my needs have changed a little bit. And so um, we're, we're really flexible, whatever works for the student.
0: Awesome. And just another quick follow up uh, before I forget, all of these resources that you just mentioned, are they free for students to use on campus? Yes, they are. um, Once they apply with
2: our office and we determine eligibility, students don't have to pay for these services at
1: all. And I would love to hear more about that application process. So we typically work with students who are incoming first year students and are looking to learn more about how to get connected. Um, So could you talk a bit about what that process is or if it's ever too early to reach out to your office?
2: Yeah, so first, I don't think it's ever too early. I recommend incoming first year students and transfer students to connect with our office as soon as possible. DAS hosts a daily Zoom room drop-in session with a DAS advisor for new and current and current students to get quick questions answered, usually about a 15-minute time frame is what we're looking at when we connect with them through the Zoom room. Um, our Zoom room information is located on the DAS website homepage. So each term our timing changes, but we host it all five days of the week that the office is open. Um, if there are in-depth questions a student has. I I encourage students to schedule a meeting with a DAS advisor. These meetings can be scheduled for 30 minutes or longer, and it provides just some focused time for the student and the advisor to really talk about that student's specific needs and what's going on with them. Um, That can be scheduled, those meetings can be scheduled by calling our DAS office or emailing us. Um, As far as the application process, we have an application on our DAS homepage, and it's going to ask some background information from the student, like where are you from, where, um, what kind of accommodations have you used in the past, and then it will give an area for students to choose some accommodations that they would like to use moving forward at Oregon State, and Then we also ask for students to provide us with some sort of documentation of their disability. And then from there, our review team looks at all of the information that we have. And we also take some time to sometimes reach out to the student and say, hey, let's have a conversation. What's going on for you? And get a little bit more
0: one-on-one time with students. Is that kind of like an IEP or 504 or could that also be medical, maybe like ADHD, dyslexia? It's like what what does that all encompass? What do you require or what do you not want for the documentation?
2: Yeah, so so it could be a mixture of all of that. So we will um, we will accept 504s and IEPs from the K-12 system, along with other documentation. We We accept medical documentation, um, learning disability information, and assessments. We're really um, flexible about documentation. We have some guidelines on our website that will also help people kind of determine which would be the best for their specific situation.
1: Awesome. And then once that application is in um, and the review happens, like, are students making appointments within their first week to check in? Or is that like? Kind of up to them
2: it's really up to students we do have an orientation that the students will need to complete and they'll receive all that information in their eligibility letter from our office and once they complete that orientation then notifications can go out to their instructors of accommodations that they're using And then each term, the students can log in electronically and just request their accommodations. They don't need to come into the DAS office. Um, We do reach out to students, check in how things are going,
0: but they're not necessarily required to connect with us. Awesome. And I think uh, this also kind of I think ties in a little bit, but we talk about this a lot on this podcast. It's one of our favorite things to discuss. But uh, can you talk about probably some like misconceptions that people have about um, reaching out to the DAS office and asking for those accommodations? So
2: one misconception that we hear of a lot is I received this at my previous school, whether that was K-12 or whether that was another institution? And why am I not getting that at Oregon State? And so each institution will review all of the information and make their own determinations. Sometimes what is reasonable and appropriate in the K-12 system, it might look a little different at Oregon State and in the higher education system. And so our staff in the DAS office will walk you through what those changes might look like. It might just be verbiage. You might be receiving something very similar to what you received previously, but it just has a different name. Our office works with all campuses. So the Cascades campus, the Portland campus, eCampus and Corvallis campus, we cover accommodations for all of it. Also, um, disabled students belong at OSU. Disabled students belong here. We want you here. You are intelligent. Come, 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 be part of Beaver Nation. We want you here.
1: I love that so much. Like that's, I think that's one thing kind of across the board in different communities that, you know, might have experienced being underserved before or just like not really getting the resources that they need is that we have resources for them. We want them here. We um, want to take care of them. So thank you so much for that.
2: Yes, we believe at DAS that disability is a part of diversity, and we 100% we we want you here. The institution wants
0: you here. We
2: support you. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that that makes my like heart so happy. Um, That's all your heart melt there, Corey. (laughs) Yeah, you could see it all over my face. Another thing that just kind of popped into my head too, and I forgive me if you mentioned this earlier, but for students that maybe um, need accommodations of like sitting toward the front or having like the professor, professor mic'd if they're like hard of hearing or if they need a class moved to like an ADA accessible building, um, is that something you're already kind of doing on the front end or do they need to put in those like specific requests for those adjustments?
2: They do need to put in those specific requests. Um, each term, as the student's schedule changes, they'll put in those requests with our office so that we know which classes they're taking, which, where we need to maybe make a change, um, if, if a class can be changed, um, where, where we can put that, those types of things. So we work with students every term. And so we also have an accommodation of priority registration specifically for some of those types of accommodations of maybe a classroom needs to be moved from one end of the campus to another or um, into an accessible space. So we ask for students to, as soon as they register with the institution, then uh, about two days later, it'll show up in their DAS system and they can make those
0: requests from us.
2: So we have plenty of time to move that around before the next term starts.
0: Cool. I didn't know about that priority registration. So I think
1: that's really helpful. I I think another question that we have, what are some underutilized programs or offerings that you wish students knew a bit more about?
2: Yeah, from our office, I would say that DAS coaching is huge, students don't use it quite as often as I would love to see students using it. Um, I think that for me, I believe sometimes I've got something down, like I'll I'll learn how to do something and it will work for a while. And then all of a sudden I'll have an experience where I'm in a different type of environment and I go to use those tools, and they're not working as well as they did in a different environment. And so I think those are some of the things that we address in our coaching. If something's just not working, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And so I really wish students would use the DAS coaching more often.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, hopefully uh, we can just help get the word out about that um, and about these programs a little bit more so that students can feel comfortable getting the help that they need. I know Delta and I have talked about this a lot, but sometimes asking for help is the hardest part. So um, just knowing that it's there, knowing that these resources are there, I think is even like Step number one. Um, but you know, early, just one more time. Again, thank you for being here. Can you let the people know uh, how to get in contact with your office? So we can be reached by email
2: at disability.services at oregonstate.edu or by phone 541-737-4098 or on our website ds.oregonstate.edu.
1: Amazing. People reach out for these resources if you need them. Early, thank you so much for being here today. Before you go, can we get a go beeps, Go beeps, Go Beavs. Um, Thank you for tuning
0: in and we hope you can join us for our next episode of Beaver Tracks. It will be a damn good time.